podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Amarin. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. And uh, I think it is going to be the the Christmas special. Um, certainly try make it a little bit more Christmas themed than your normal episode. And also must mention the Big Strong Leicester Boys, Gary Lineker's favourite podcast. Not sure if you heard and, and saw that in the week, but a lovely shout out from Gary Lineker on his podcast. So yeah, very, very much appreciated. Might try get Gary on the podcast again for people unawares because I saw a few people actually their message saying why don't you get Gary on the podcast well believe it or not we did get him on the podcast it was a long time ago probably before most of you were listening but that that episode does exist out there somewhere on Spotify but look welcome back to the podcast it is a Christmas special um, made even more special by another couple of wins um, for us to talk about today we've got Rick Flair we've got Jack unfortunately BBC Radio Leicester's Jordan Halford once again unavailable for today's episode um a bit rich coming from me after i had a month off but anyway um jack merry christmas um how are you mate and, and welcome to the podcast merry christmas jake um yeah i'm good i'm good uh i'm i'm enjoying having you back you you, you present seamlessly rather than um <clears throat> rather than me and rick trying to bumble our ways through so it's, it's very good to have you back but yeah i uh I'm good. I'm uh, feeling suitably festive, um, buoyed by a couple of uh, good performances and good wins. Yeah, and uh, Rick, it's a, a new and improved Rick Flair today. After what is it over a year of, of you shouting into your phone, you, you've now got yourself a microphone. Are we all plugged in? How how are you sounding? No, we're not plugged in, mate. I can't get it working. Oh, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, God, say no. It, it was. I was getting some horrible buzzing in my ears. So no, I'm going to have to buy the headphones that Jack uh, told me to get, and I didn't. So it's my own fault. But yeah, maybe next week or in the new year, I will definitely be proper mic'd up. But no, I'm just shouting, yelping as per usual. Um, but yeah, Merry Christmas to you both. Um, and yeah, it's been a year, isn't it? This it's a year since my first appearance on the podcast it was uh well, yeah what was it i think it was after the liverpool away game new, new year's remember? eve wasn't it yeah new year's eve that was it yeah so next week will be um will be my new year's year. anniversary it was new year's eve eve oh was it yeah it was yeah it was, it was wasn't it yeah the plan was for us all to go up to liverpool for new year's eve but then they moved it to the 30th but we still obviously went anyway but then i ruined ruined new year's eve by <laughs> falling asleep at eight o'clock and been hung over for a week after that trip to Liverpool. So yeah, Rick, very nearly, very nearly a year. 
And um, yeah. again, worth, worth saying, if, if there's any man in the world who doesn't need a microphone, it probably is you. Um, but we will exactly. get you plugged in at, at, at one point. When he did another. have his mic on earlier, though, it did sound somehow <laughs> managed to be quieter than he is currently. Well, that's kind so. of the point, you know. It's going to sound better, you know, and channel your your you know your your tones kind of a little bit better. But but never mind. Well, Jack made me order the XXXL muffler to quieten me down a bit. So <laughs> <laughs> we're trying, we're trying. But as I said, but maybe next year. But Rick, um, are you feeling festive? As there's, there's one for you, of course. You know, with it, a couple of little ones. I am, yeah. Um, obviously, it's hard not to when you got two small children. But I, lo- I do love Christmas. Uh, yeah, I'm always trying to get up for. You. I do feel like I've let us all down somewhat because I did promise to do a Leicester-based Christmas song every day throughout December. But <laughs> we then went and got absolutely annihilated, didn't we, at the quiz on like the second of December? And like you, um, and like you after the Liverpool away a year ago, I was then written off for over a week and I couldn't even think about anything jolly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've tried to do a couple of songs for today, but, um, yeah, I'm feeling Christmassy. Add an espresso martini just for a come on, um, which has knocked me about a bit. So, <laughs> back on the pronies now. I you were speaking very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, I'm not sure if I've mentioned, but I've not had a, a, a drop of alcohol um, since the quiz, um, I still have um, Can you hear some squeaking, by the way? Uh, no, yeah. I think so. I think, yeah. my ba- I think my battery is about to run out on my headphones. So, Jack, here you are, mate. You're back hosting for a couple of minutes. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. No, that's, some batteries. That's Apologies. fine. It's seamless as ever. Um, you had a little delivery this week, didn't you, Rick? I did, mate, yeah. Um, I'm presuming you mean the, the Manscaped items and not something that have um, <laughs> come out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, I know we've, we've had a couple of bits and pieces um, given to us, which have been very, very welcome. But, yeah, this is incredible. Um, I've, I've, I've done various uh, – I've, I've st- styled various um, – Body parts, um, and yeah, I mean everything like the little, like the the wash bag it comes with. It. You got a pair of kegs, silk yeah. kegs. I feel like Hugh Hefner in them. Yeah, you you enjoying them? Yeah, really good, mate. I mean, obviously we're we're promoting them, and there's an alliance with Manscaped. But yeah, I do. I thoroughly recommend all all of that, and uh, yeah, I think I think people should get on board, buy some. Uh, and you get and and this is this is a sponsored post, but it, and it's not a wind up because I can well imagine people thinking that when we put your post up earlier that it would be a wind up. But um, you can genuinely get twenty percent off uh, if you use the code BSLB twenty, uh, and they'll deliver it free. Uh, and um, probably won't go into as much detail as you have uh, as you did there, but um, I, I would I would thoroughly recommend. Um, very very pleasant experience is probably how I would describe it. And I know I know Jake's been a, Hello, a long back. time user of You're talking uh, about Manscaped. The, yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah. No, genuinely, um I bought one. I think it's the lawnmower. A couple of years ago. Well, we know what your brother's getting for Christmas now, don't we? <laughs> well, no, actually, 
but I mean, you, you could have very luckily they don't listen to the podcast, but they are a couple of them are getting some beard trimmers. <laughs> <laughs> they actually are. But anyway, it's like, who told you that? Um, yeah. <laughs> Why you paused? I was just like, do I say? But luckily they don't. Yeah, they're fine. Um, no, but yeah, genuinely, I've used this Manscaped for a, for a couple of years now, and I wouldn't use another product on that area. It does a wonderfully thorough um, job. Highly recommended. I mean, they, they really do, because I've like I've always tread very carefully around the nether regions when you're doing any of that. But <laughs> I like you can't you can't nick anything. Like it's smooth as anything. Like usually, <laughs> all, it looks like you've been savaged by a piranha down there. But um, no, it's yeah, I can't speak hardly enough of them. Incredible, wonderful. Okay. So have we have we have we done the codes and stuff. Yeah, BRCLB20. Yeah. There we are. Do you want me to read out the uh, the spiel? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please, Rick. Do, okay. Do it, so it doesn't look like it's spiel. So the introduction step into 2024 with confidence, thanks to Manscaped, where resolutions are met and hairs are net neatly kept. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? Hmm. Introducing Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, the ultimate all-inclusive kit designed to help you feel clean-cut and confident as you should. Featuring the Powerhouse Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this next-gen trimmer ensures precision and ease when tackling your toughest. Wonderfully done. Wonderfully done. Right. <clears throat> um, should we have a quick chat about the, the last couple of games? Yeah? It's probably what people are tuned in for. Well, I'm not sure, to be honest. But, um, you know, we, we we will do, of course, some football chat. And I, it, it, um, it passed me by that we... We hadn't done the Birmingham game because I don't know for whatever reason it feels like that was ages ago. Um, but we also need to touch on on that as as well as the the Rotherham um, win. But look, a couple of wins. Uh, so honestly, I can't even really remember the Birmingham game other than the fact that that we won it. And they <laughs> genuinely, this is terrible analysis, but I actually can't. <laughs> it was three two. It was three two. Yeah, and we were three one. Mavadidi went and sat in their stand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah remind me, uh, and then I'll so... talk about it. So I've genuinely I've just been laughing a lot about football this week. Like this week as a as a football fan has been my most joyous all year. Um broad broadly because of what Leicester have done, but also the events at Forest and Newcastle have also amused me hugely. <laughs> sure. Um but I won't talk about them. But but obviously, you know so I think Kuda scored for West Ham and decided to go and sit in the stand, which if you've been mm. to the Olympic Stadium, is you know it's got a huge athletics track around it. You're at least twenty yards away from the fans, and um, he was also at home. So Mavadidi scores, and I mean the the goal is batshit mental. I mean we run through the kosher a little bit. James Justin's played a one-two with the post, and then all of a sudden we're at the, the other end of the other end of the pitch, and Mavadidi's gone and sat basically on the first row of the Birmingham ground, which is just. <laughs> bizarre yeah i i and and even that i didn't realize at the time but the thing that amused me more than anything and he's such a good bloke harry winks like he's so sensible <laughs> a little bit if obsessed he, yeah you know if he if he came out on the 2nd of december you would not have had the incident with your taxi because harry winks would have got you home yeah. he's that responsible but he's there apologizing to the away fans <laughs> 
which <laughs> is just extraordinary. Yeah, no, um, it is. I mean, it was. I. I. It, it, the last twenty minutes were horrible, but um, but yeah, I thought Birmingham at least had a go at us, and and I think it was actually a good a good game of football. They've got James that played for them, scored two, obviously. Scored scored again goals. Yesterday. Yeah, scored again yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Looks. Like I think we've been linked with him in the past. He looks decent. Yeah. I mean, he's a, mm-hmm. he's a young player, but I thought Fatu was brilliant. Mavadidi was brilliant. Jewsbury Hall was was unbelievable, and you know. I, I've criticised him a little bit for not being consistent. I definitely think in the last five games or so, he's been really consistent and he's really kind of stepping up to the mantle of, you know, the best player in the league, which he's, which he's talked about. And it was, it was a game that suited him because he's, you know, running forward, he's, he's, he's a real threat. And, um, and he showed that with his goal. Um, and Mavadidi was excellent. He's been excellent the last few games as well. So defensively, it could have been a little bit tighter, um, and we do, you know, again, it's that sort of not being completely clinical because we could have been 5-0, five, 5-1 five, five, up at one point if we really put our foot on the gas. But but we didn't, but we won again. So you can't really knock it. Um, and, um, and yeah, just, again, a, a good game of football on a Monday night. Not very good for my heart rate. It took me about four hours, I think, to calm down afterwards because I'm not a very good watcher. Um, but um, it was uh, it was tremendous, I thought. Yeah, no, uh, an iconic goal and, and celebration, that one. But tell you what, um, Rick, Dewsbury Hall that I liked as well. The, the goal, very, very well taken. But again, the celebration, it was the cooking, wasn't it, with the with the, with the the mixing bowl. Um, enjoyed that very much. But clearly my memory of this game isn't particularly great. So is there anything you'd like to add to, to Birmingham before we mentioned Rotherham? I don't really know why I can't remember much of this game other than the score. Were you asleep? Did you even watch it? Yeah, I know I watched you, it. No, so it's perfect for me to basically watch them before I, I go into work for the for the night shift. So I, I watched it. I just it, honestly, it feels like it was weeks ago. Yeah, but that'd be like us watching a game at five a.m., wouldn't it? Before we go work at like seven half seven. So I think yeah. put, put, put yourself some slack, pal. But um, oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, no, I mean Dewsbury Hall was exceptional uh, against Birmingham. It was the complete ninety-minute performance. Don't think he's, you know, he's had other very good games this season, but usually it's, um, you know, just portions of a game. That was from the minute one, his first touch was on it. He was driving forward. It was just, it, it was great to see. I think he's better away from home than at home, Jusby Hall. Um, although he's had some good performances at home, so maybe not. But yeah, he was brilliant, as was Mavadidi. Mavadidi's first goal was the first goal he scored that wasn't a scuffer. Um, so that was he good to see. It. it still bounced and like with so much back spinning, you wonder yeah, whether he's going to hit the back of the net. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. He put, he did. He put some, he got a lob wedgie on it, didn't he? Um, but no, it, it was, I mean, it, it seemed unnecessarily um, difficult, the final part of the game, and it didn't need to be. We should have been home and hosed. But Birmingham at no point really... Um, you know, sat back on us. So, you know, when teams do that, you there is still that chance that they can come back get a get a goal, and then with it only being one in it, it can then get a bit um a bit fraught. But no, I thought overall it was a great performance. Um, and yeah, yesterday was as one sided a performance, which we'll get onto in a minute. But just overall. The last month since Watford after the international break, minor wobble against Sheffield Wednesday. This last month has been um, 
really, really, really impressive from an attacking display. Defensively, may you, we've we've conceded a few more than than perhaps previously, but yeah, I just we as where whereas other teams have been faltering of late, we haven't. Um, and let's hope that continues because yeah, we're we're. We've re- we have gone up a gear, as cliched as that sounds, I think, in an attacking yeah. sense. No, no, and I agree. I think we alluded to it last week. I think he's he's now very much settled on his his favoured front two of in terms of the wingers of Mavadidi and, and Fatou, who are, who are definitely finding consistency and they're improving game on game. Um, but I, I still do think that if you if you look at the amount of goals scored in the last five six games, I think it's whilst we have definitely gone up a gear, I think it is as much down to the fact that the teams that are playing us in terms of the way, the way that they're now approaching it. Whereas at the start of the season, I think they were very much intimidated by it and think, okay, well, you know, we're just going to sit in, soak it up and, and kind of then, you know, get to the hour mark and, and see where we're at. Whereas now teams are seeing that if you do attackers, you've got a better chance of, 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 of getting something, you're still likely to lose, but it's, it's a better way of approaching the game. So I think even yesterday with yeah. Rotherham, even, even yesterday with Rotherham, I didn't think they sat in. I think they they gave it a go as, as much as they possibly could, um, but eventually you, you you just kind of wear them down. Um, eventually, um, so yeah, no, I think it's the way that the teams are approaching it. To, to be honest, it's just making the game a little bit more open, which is is, is going to mean that you know more often than not because we've got better players and then we're, we're going to come out on top. But no, I do agree. We've definitely found our gear and, and taken it up another level. I, I yeah, would, I think uh, so. Okay. No, I, I, I would have agreed with you up until the Rotherham. I agree with you up until the Rotherham game, Jake, because I... Uh, so okay, quick, They had an XG of 0.02, yeah, which I don't okay. know where they got the 0.2 from. So I think... and I Yeah, so I've seen people... Um, say how bad Rotherham were yesterday on social media. And yes, of course, I was there. I saw the percentage of, of possession, nearly 80%. And I think they had one shot in the end, which doesn't reflect particularly well on Rotherham. But I actually do think that they were... I honestly think they were better than teams like Stoke. Um, other, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, Stoke's the worst side we played, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So look, obviously they're not great. It goes without saying they've got 13... But you say they're the not great, and I think... Every- Everyone, everyone's agreed on that. They took points off Leeds. They took points off it, yeah. which we've taken the maximum against them, so, which so the other sides around us won't. I don't think they sat in. I think they, they they at least gave it a go. They just weren't capable of kind of laying a mark on. They, they to me, didn't look like a team who who, who just came to, to sit in for, for 90 minutes. You know, obviously, they <laughs> they didn't have much luck going forward, but I thought they said they, they gave it a go for as good as they possibly could have gave, but obviously did they, you know, they've got 13 points, but yeah, I think, I think there are, there are, I honestly believe there's been worse teams this season. I, I genuinely do. I mean, they drew with Southampton as well. Yeah, I mean, it is difficult to, to kind of back that up with any real um, credence because obviously they've only got 13 points, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I just thought that they, they at least gave it a go. And um, and yeah, I mean the, the the front two in particular. I can't remember the guy who's up front with Jordan Hugel, but Jordan Hugel in particular is a bit of a handful. One of a good few headers in the first half against Fez and, and Vestergaard. Yeah, Sean Morrison's long throw in was mm. causing us a few problems. That was yeah. like a throwback to Challenger, weren't it? At Tranmere, it was yeah. an absolute weapon. But yeah, mm. yeah. Every so- side at this level at, like goes long. I don't know whether they just do it against us, but everyone's got long throw in. Like that's obviously how they feel they're gonna. 
going to hurt us. And we don't defend against it particularly well. I mean, the first one that went in yesterday, it took us about eight attempts to clear it. If we do have a weakness, it's that. I I quite like the fact that as soon as they brought their big lads on yesterday, brought Suter on again. That was another thing about the Birmingham game as well. He brought Suter on for five minutes. Mm. The bloke heads a bag of cement. He just won five headers. And, um, and I, you know, he did, he did unbelievably well. And I'm probably going to get ahead, Jake. So apologies if I take over. But one thing I wanted to talk about was I think there's this theory with Enzo that he's, you know, he's stubborn. He has his way of playing and that's how he plays. I, I don't see that at all. He might be in terms of what he's saying, but actually I see him as being incredibly pragmatic. You know, he didn't play Dakar for so long. He's now playing Dakar because he realises he's he's possibly got that one wrong. Like Suter, he sees a role for in the squad. You know, he talks about not liking counter-attacks, but we the the goal against Birmingham where Fatou and Babadidi run away, that's happened quite a lot. That's happened mm-hmm. three or four times. So it's clearly a ploy from corners that if it goes out, those two rush and try and win the ball and then and then break away. So he's actually incredibly flexible in terms of in terms of what he does. And I think that's what's so pleasing because we've scored a lot of goals from long balls equally. You know, the third goal yesterday was was an unbelievable goal and probably, you know, one he's wanted to score all all season, but I it, I see a lot of different ways of playing with this team, and that I think that's reflected in the fact that we've won 19 games out of 23. I don't think you can do that in the same way. We've won in many, many different ways, and you know, with with different tactics. You know, the, the system might be the same every every week, but you know, it's required different things. And that, and even then, there's little things like Ricardo was playing as an attacking midfielder hmm. yesterday. On the yeah. left, as like a left number eight, normally plays as like a second defensive midfielder. It's it's fascinating, actually. I think to watch it and and look, you know, the style of play might be a little bit boring, but actually, I think that's when sides don't don't have a go at us. Mm. That's what makes it boring: the fact that they sit in when sides have a go at us, like Birmingham did, it becomes an incredibly interesting game. Like not very good for the heart rate, but but yeah, I think I, I think this idea and. It, whether it's an idea or whether it's just what you'd assume, I, I don't see him as being stubborn at all. He seems incredibly pragmatic. Yeah, I mean, one thing I thought was, was was super interesting, and you know, it's it's definitely then you know conversation around Enzo was the the team selection for the Rotherham game, and purely on the basis of in a couple of days we go away to Ipswich, and you know you would arguably build that as as the toughest game of the season. You could arguably, you know, they're they're the team in second and it's an away game. And it's a very, very busy Christmas period. I fully expected him to make wholesale changes for that, for the game against Rotherham. And I was flabbergasted to see there was none. There was just one change on the bench with with Eunice coming on. And look, the reality is, is he made sure that the game was safe and then made his his five subs, you know, with some some key players and saving some some legs for, for that game. But... Rick, we don't necessarily need to have a debate around, you know, keeping players fresh. I mm. think what I thought was was most interesting is is that we had a bit of a problem previously under Brendan, where he had his favourites, and then the players who weren't in favour favour obviously were unhappy. But the yeah. reality is, is that football's a, a squad game, and quite often you then needed to call on those squad players. But then those squad players either weren't fit because he hadn't been giving them any minutes 
or they were crap because they didn't want to be there. And I was just mm. a little bit surprised players like Suter, players like Cannon, players like Eunice, players like Cassidy, give them 90 minutes, you know, or keep them happy, keep them fresh. Because if they're not going to play in that game against Rotherham, you know, when are they when are, when are they going to get, you know, proper minutes? I was just surprised that, you know, for a home game against Rotherham, he didn't utilise his, his squad more. I'm just thinking of squad harmony because you need everyone pulling in the right direction, don't you? Players like, you know, your Connor Cody, he sat there probably identifying the fixture, thinking, OK, well, when will I play? When will I get a chance? Yeah. And all of them would have looked at that game, probably expecting to play. And I just wonder if that would have knocked a few, thinking, he don't fancy me. Yeah, it surprised me that he went as strong as he did. Um, it was curious because I know he said this a few times before games, but he said that the Rotherham game was arguably the most important of the season. Um, and whether he looked at the fixtures and thought, well, Ipswich are playing Leeds, so both teams are going to have to go full strength. If we don't go full strength and for any reason fail to, to get what should be a comfortable win, then we will regret that. Um, so go into the Ipswich game probably being the same as they are, i.e. they've had to play the strongest team and then two, three days later they're playing again, but guarantee the three points, which we've done. Um, and as you say, he managed to make the five subs um, in good time. So some of the key players have had a good good rest. Yeah, it, you're right. Um, it, it for, for morale, for those on the fringes, uh, a start there would have been important. Um, but there's still probably plenty of positives to take away from the team he did select. Cassidy coming on and scoring. And as Jack said, that goal was on the... It was a 55-pass move or something. That, it was over 100. Was it? Yeah, it was over 100. I mean, it just... I, I don't know what to say about that. That's... that's uh, yeah. <laughs> Flabbergasted. I genuinely thought even 50 is ridiculous. Um, so, Cassidy getting a goal is massive for his confidence. Um, and he does get he does oh, get in goal scoring. No, sorry, mate. You're wrong. It's 54. Yeah. I, I got excited. Apologies. Yeah. Either way. I mean, 50-odds still insane. I remember Tielemans got that one against uh, Man United in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup, and that was about 25 passes. And we were all raving around that. So, that that's over double. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does these next two to three games because we've got Boxing Day, then the 28th and New Year's Day that we're playing again. So there's got to be some rotation and they're probably in slightly harder fixtures than yesterday's. But, yeah. you know, you can only get three points in each. So he's going to have to take some calculated risks with his selection. Uh, I think it's probably more in the fact that he knew it, which we're going to have to go strong yesterday. So we're we're no worse off by doing it ourselves. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, and Daka starting again and getting a brace, massive, isn't it? I mean, he's now become our number one striker. I would have thought, um, but then he's off to Afcon in about a week or two. So that then poses the same conundrum. But um, yeah. It, I, I, I like us going strong where possible, and I think that is our strongest team. Um, it was, it was interesting to see Justin go on on the right, and as Jack said, Ricardo was inverting from the left, but he wasn't playing as a inverted 
fullback was he was playing as an attacking midfielder and I think again that was one of his best performances of the season Ricardo he was really influential and has been more and more of late so um yeah all-round performance was just we we wore them down and then you said it at half time Jake we'll win by four and I thought that's a bit bit ambitious I'd take any win because it seemed a potential frustrating afternoon but um yeah it it was three could have been a lot more 24 shots 11 on target they're my sort of numbers they are a lot that compared to some of the other victories but um yeah brilliant yeah no it, it, it was one of them during the first half where I just I just felt that it wasn't it wasn't a frustrating 45 minutes I think it was quite clear what was happening that you know we would break them down eventually and um, yeah, I, I was incredibly confident, and I'm not always, you know. So, um, but but I was confident we, we'd get the job done, and you know that the goals would come. But but Jack, anything to kind of add on the, the the selection there, and my thoughts that perhaps you know for for squad morale, it would have been good to keep some of those fringe players. You know, I'm not necessarily happy, but a combination of happy and fit. Yeah, I think I was a bit surprised as well by the um, by the selection. I thought he'd rest a few players. That said. It's no different the Ipswich game. I, I think we may be thinking about it differently because it's Christmas, but it's like it's like a Saturday, Tuesday, and he normally would go relatively strong. I still think he'll play re- maybe the same team on on Tuesday night because he took Dewsby Hall and Ndidi off relatively early. I thought Pratt looked good when he came on. Uh, Castellet obviously gets the goal um, as well, but I, I think it'll be the Cardiff game that he'll make the most amount of changes. And also from from his perspective, he's going to need to make changes past January the first. So, um, and then we go back into sort of I think it's a, a game every every week. So it's only really kind of I think it's only the Cardiff game that's sort of out of the because that's a Friday and then a Monday I think um, that is is the um, is the anomaly. Um, uh, Cody's an interesting one. For me, because I think now it looks very obvious that he's not going to get in the team and he'll, he'll want to play. Um, Vestergaard's going to get booked again at some point. So I imagine he would come in for him and and Suter's going to go to the Asia Cup for six weeks. So I think they'll all play. Um, it, it's an interesting... I hadn't really thought about the angle of, you know, is for player morale, but we're winning every week and the squad does seem relatively together. So I, I don't know whether... Uh, the players can really have have too much gripes. I mean, I, I thought he might bring Kell in and and drop Dakar. I'm glad he didn't because Dakar was very good again. So, so yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I think I think he'll go strong against Ipswich again, and then I think Cardiff will probably see five or six changes um, depending on 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 who's available. So um, so yeah, but hopefully. McAteer will come back. We need Vardy back beyond the 1st of January because we're looking quite light as strikers if, if, if that mm. happens. And um, and Mavadili and Fatu have played virtually every minute. It was interesting he brought Eunice on and I thought Eunice was all right when he came in bar his yeah. shot that went out for a, for, for a throwing because I think <laughs> we'll probably see that combination quite a lot um, going forward. But I mean, the, the depth in the squad is, is really, really strong. And I think over the next few weeks, we'll we'll really need it. Mm. Um, for almost uh, a want and desire to have a little bit of debate on this podcast, because at the moment it's almost hard finding these because it is going so well at the moment. 
a quick one on on Dakar. And look, I don't want to sound like there is any agenda there. I've obviously previously made the point of thoughts clear, but two goals yesterday. But but honestly and truly, Jack, up until the point he scored, I thought he wasn't playing very well at all. I felt like I, I almost put in the in the WhatsApp group that um, he had trampolines in his shin pads. Everything was bouncing off him. And it was breaking down with him. And I just, it kind of, to me, reiterates my belief that in the championship where you're going to get chance after chance, that he's perfect because he does keep going. And after the the, the two then goals he scored, I mean, right up until the point he was, um, he, he was, he was pressing the goalkeeper and working incredibly hard. You know, there's, there's so many likable qualities about him. But again, just for me, that, that, that all round game just seems to be, to be lacking. And, you know, in the Premier League, he just, for me, he's he's bread and butter for a, for a top Premier League centre half. I, I just still, I still don't see, and and I know I know it's quite controversial because Dakar right now, and I agree, he's the striker I go with for the rest of the season, the Championship, and Vestergaard is in pretty much every Championship team of the season so far. But I wouldn't have either Vestergaard or Dakar in my team in the Premier League next season. I, don't, I think that's fine, but we're not there yet, mm. and I think he'll score us enough goals to get us there. I think we need to get there first before we yeah. start worrying about that personally. Um, and so I'm not worried about it, but again, just to kind of go go I, back to this point. I think, I think we'll sign, if we go up, I think we'll yeah. sign a striker and I also think we'll sign a centre-back. Because again, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I've I've got, you know, an issue with him because I don't, as I said, like, he genuinely has so many likeable qualities and I, I think that even when he wasn't playing, you know, he wasn't stinking the place out like Vestergaard was when he wasn't playing. You know, I think I think Dak is a good egg. I, I genuinely do. But you know, so so many examples over the year of, of championship strikers. And we're, you can throw in some names as well, but you know, Rob Hulse, Billy Sharp, Cameron. I'll throw, I'll throw you one, Jake. Yeah, go on. That's actually turned it round. Dominic Solanke for a number of years looked absolutely bang average at the Premier League. Went down to the championship, yeah, came back up, and he's turned it round. So he's still mm. quite a young player. He might he might surprise so he does need to work on his first touch, but I still may. I mean, he's so like he wins the penalty because he's so fast and yeah. he's got something about his game. So he needs to improve in a lot of areas. I absolutely agree with you. But again, that 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 goal, the penalty, comes from a terrible mistake from the Rotherham defender, doesn't it? Yeah, you know those mistakes don't happen in the Premier League. Pro- probably not, not to the same extent. No. Um, but he, not unless himself, he does make you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got himself in the six-yard box, you know, at least two times. I'm trying to remember what his first goal was. Um, it was the um, when first breakaway. Yeah, I mean, he's got himself in good. He's got himself in some good positions, I think, which are the strikers mm-hmm. aren't doing. I mean, if you compare him to Ian Acho, who we all felt was better at the Premier League level, he's now scored more goals in open play than Ian Acho in much less the time. And I actually think it's quite interesting that. Since he's come into the team, I think we've scored more than three. Let's have a look. More mm. than three goals in every game he's played. Oh no, we've improved been a bit of a problem, and it's no coincidence because it's, it is because of him. Genuinely, you know, genuinely. So I, I know what you're saying, and I, I would, I would want if we went up, I would want us to sign a striker um, because I think you know, I think the level is so much harder. But you could say that for six or seven of our players really in our starting 11 I, I i think we you know we had the debate about indeedy and Dewsbury hall the other day yeah the level is so much so much higher so i think we're going to need some like a couple of really quality players and 
a couple of really important positions. But, you know, like, he keeps scoring like he is. He might get 20 goals this season. I know. I think he might do. I think he might. Um, anything to add? Because we've got to do who are you. We've got Rick's um, 12 days of, of Seagrave. And um, I think, obviously, you need to look ahead to, to Whipsitch as well. So anything more to add before I think we'll do a who are you? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd like to talk about Vukfas, but uh, first on Dakar, I think yeah. the fact that his his best ability bar finishing, which I think he's he's proven prior to coming here and with us, is he, a natural finisher. I think it's the way he can press. We badly miss that. Vardy used to be very good at it. He can only do it in very small pockets now. Ian Acho seems just immune to being able to press or just won't do it. So that's one of the, the significant differences we've seen with Dakar. And I think by pressing, it encourages Jusbriol and Ndidi to do it and collectively we do. And we look so much better for it. We just are able to attack and set the set the way we want to play uh, better. So, yeah, he's got some deficiencies in his game. First touches is as erratic as Ian Acho's. He, he swipes at shots more than I've ever seen any player do and, and get it wrong. I think he had one that hit him and went the other way yesterday uh, as, as a shot. So he's got some he's got some comical um, parts to his game, but he, he doesn't stop trying. He's rapid without the ball, which is uh, an asset, and he presses, I, I think, it, I'm, I'm so pleased he's been given a chance and he's taken it because it can't be easy. You know, he's uh, he's randomly been thrown in, having not been on the bench for a few weeks, what we can and being fit, and he's took it. Um, and, you know, if, if he can keep that up, barring going to AFCON, then I think he probably gets us over the line for promotion, which is massive for us. Uh, yeah, and then on to FAS. I know... You know, in terms of defensive ability yesterday, Rotherham were non-existent going forward. But I actually thought Fass on the ball yesterday was sublime. Yeah, he same. was the one right over at Vestergaard that was pushing it. I remember, I think it was against Stoke earlier in the season, Vestergaard was playing that role where he was basically camped about 30, 40 yards outside their goal and was instrumental in everything. Fass was doing that yesterday. And he was doing it from the left as well, which I know when he's played that role previously and Cody's played and they've done like a, a sort of a three centre half. I don't think it's worked whether that was fast playing there or, or the addition of Cody. But yeah, yesterday I thought he was really, really good. And uh, I mean, the second tier pod have, have praised him this week. He's in their team of the season and I'm saying he's arguably the best centre half in the league. I probably wouldn't have said that until recently, but yeah, he probably is, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I've, the, one of my favourite things at the moment is people doing teams of the seasons and just being just there for the comments. And it's all Leeds United fans telling them, telling everyone how good all their players are. And um, obviously, I didn't comment because I'm I'm better than that. But you know, if the comment was, you know, it's, it's like, oh, does Joe Rodon play tennis or something? It was like, yeah. no, but we've got 13 more points than you and conceded half the amount of goals, mate. You know, it's not too hard to work out that we've probably got a better defence than you. Um, but obviously, I kept that to myself and now shared with you guys. Rise above it, Jake. Exactly. And I do. Better man than me. Um, Shall we do Who Are You? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah? Okay. Right, let's go. Who is your daddy? 
And what does it do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I'm you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? Wait a minute. Who are you? Right then, so I am Quizmaster. I feel like I've not been Quizmaster for ages, and that's probably because I've not been Quizmaster for ages. <laughs> so I've spent a little bit of time this afternoon studying this player. There's obviously a reason why I've chosen said player. I'm very nervous that it's going to get gotten far too quickly. But as we've seen, even when we go really rogue, it gets got pretty quick. So, um, are we ready for today's Who Are You? Yes. Right, Jack, I'm rooting for you. Thanks, Jack. Right. Appreciate it. See, this could fall on its face immediately. Date of birth. I was born on December the 25th. And then I'm not giving any more of the year for now. Just the fact he was born on Christmas Day. So I'm, I'm trying to leave the era out for a reason. St. Nicky Adams. <laughs> no. So that's the reason why today's person is who it is. I was born on Christmas Day. Because this is, of course, the Big Sean Lester Boys Christmas special. Well, right. Next clue. Which one am I going to go with? I'm trying to make it as vague as possible. My so heart started beating a little faster. <laughs> Why? Not to just nerves. I think it's, you, it's pure it's great excitement. Suspense, great yeah. suspense in this game. Yeah, yeah. I'm inadvertently, accidentally building it by not having my clues ready. Right. Um, I played for five clubs. You know, for kind of a, a significant, notable period. My time at Leicester is actually the second most amount of games. 225 games however when people talk about my career it's not my time at Leicester people talk about <laughs> that was a really long-winded clue but I think just you know, about... it's not really a clue is it um, well I think it is yeah Julian Joachim no which leads me no should I go with that one no yeah okay suppose leads me nicely off Julian Joachim to... Hold on. Paul Koncheski. No. Okay. okay, this has gone on longer than anticipated. I've only done two clues. Right, so I've actually been either the assistant or caretake manager at Aston Villa three times. Gary McAllister. Correct. Oh! Good yes, one. Jack. Yes, Jack. I've got the a good story clue. about Gary McAllister. Okay, just very quickly. The, the other clue, I'm sure you would have got it from this point, was that I once famously missed a penalty for Scotland with Yuri Geller claiming he missed Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Gary McAllister, born on, on Christmas Day. And I, I genuinely have always found it interesting because it is obviously slightly before our era. Signed in 1985, a joint deal, wasn't it? Do you remember who he signed? Mocklin. Yeah, Mocklin, yeah. 1985. Played 225 times for... For, for Leicester, but when you, you think about Gary McAllister's career and you talk about it, it's either Liverpool or or Coventry, yeah, won the yeah. league at least, yeah, and when the, when the treble is a 36 year old with or a treble with Liverpool, with Liverpool yeah, as a 36 year old, but yeah, 225 times, but nobody ever really associates Gary with Leicester, do they? Um, not what, no. what 
other people may do, but maybe people of our of our age. Yeah. No. My well, the, the, I probably had a bit of a head start on Rick because Dad looked after him. I think yeah, because I had he a was at Leicester. Yeah, I had a feeling. Um, and he he's honestly he's a phenomenally nice bloke. Mm. I um I remember he came over to our house when we, when I was quite young, like six or seven, and I was playing football in the garden with um with his lad, and he saw me do a diving header, which was absolutely abysmal and he came Is out that... and taught me how to do a diving header properly Is this alexis <laughs> uh <laughs> i think his lab was called jake i wonder what he's up to now but yeah he's a, he's a really really nice bloke and he was an unbelievable footballer um yeah. it's just a shame he played for coventry really mm, i know i know it was quite good for them was yeah. he, so he was he was at villa three because he would have been there when o'neill was there he was there when gerard was there and then oh the lambert so I think it, I think it may have been Lambert as well. Yeah. So yeah. Let, me, let me have a quick look on the old coaching career. So assistant roles, he was announced with Gerard Houllier. He was then obviously with Steven Gerrard. I think after Houllier, he stayed. And yeah, so he was part of Alec McLeish's coaching staff. So then when Alec went, he yeah, was okay, back in yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah, so he was he was with Julier McLeish, and then with Steven Gerrard. So three times. So there we are. Yeah, no, and we're really really good player. Um, right, shall we do Christmas special song now, or chat Ipswich and then any other business? What order do you want to do it in? I think we should do that. I think we should do this song. Yeah, we built it up enough. So if people are still with us by now, then. Uh, then oh, mate, people it. stay. People, people stay. stay. They do. They do. I mean, sometimes you wonder why, but yeah. just give me a sec. Last, yeah. So it's not Rick's... the audio quality on Rick's mic, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I'll be honest. I have to keep turning it down in between when me and you talk, um, <laughs> because <laughs> so I don't know how people listen. I, mean, I don't know if they do the same thing. Um, I, I, when I'm in the car, I often have, have to, to turn like, Rick down. Yeah. Turn, turn it up, turn it down. <laughs> Apologies to everyone listening. Yeah. So we're, we're in the exact same boat as you listening, turning Rick down. We're sat this, here. Doing this is going to go on thing. for about 14 minutes as well with the amount of verses. Come on, Rick, get on with it. So, Rick, you obviously penned the, the, the 12 days of Seagrave. You, you've paused. Are you still here? He's frozen. I can just see his little yeah, green face. I'm not sure if it's because he, he's gone off screen to get his lyrics in front Dar of him. Darcy's, Darcy's turned the internet off. Right. Um, so, Jack, I've got the instrumental for 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. But I, I worry that that's actually not going to be helpful because it then means he's going to have to be in time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as we know, um, Rick is a, is a man who, who plays by his own rules. He marches to the beat of his own drum. <laughs> yes. And I and I believe there's a part that we need to be joining in on, but I now um, can't remember what that was. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> verse one and verse five. Yes, it is. Right. I can, actually, it's on it's on our chat here. I can you see. Just put it on the chat. Yeah. And then, it, like, for anyone not listening at the moment, all we've got is Rick just grinning at us. Like, he's completely frozen. I don't um, know what... Has he messaged no, in the WhatsApp group? Here he is. He's back. He's oh, back. He is. What, what happened there, Rick? I'm just... Because I'm just... I'm having to... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it all. Right. Fuck it. I'll just wing it. <laughs> do, do you want the instrumental or not? Um, yes, not, go on. Yeah, do I, it. I think do it. do it. Bear in mind, there's like a 10 second intro, so um, it's not in straight away. 
Um, if it's going horrifically with the instrumental, I will just cut it and then you'll go a cappella, okay? Okay. <clears throat> and then me and Jack are joining in on the first and fifth. On the fifth, yeah. So, right, that could also go horrifically wrong. But here we go. This is Chris's, Chris's? Rick's Christmas song for you all, right? Good luck. On the first day at Seagrave, the birch gave to me a COVID party round AOs. Yeah, forgot already. On the second day at Seagrave, the birch gave to me two balls shaky and a COVID party round AOs. On the third day at Seagrave, the birch gave to me three missed pens. Two ball shaky and a COVID party round On the fourth day at Seagrave, the birch gave to me four Dean Smith Hackards, three Miss Pens, two ball shaky and a party round On the fifth day at Seagrave, the birch gave to me five goalkeepers. Boarding Smith Hackers, three missed pens, two ball shaky, and a COVID, and a COVID party round at Ayo's. On the sixth day at Seagrave, the birch gave to me a six point lead at Christmas, five goalkeepers. Boarding Smith Hackers, three missed pens, two balls shaky, and a COVID party round at AO's. On the seventh day at Seagrave, the birch gave to me <laughs> seven Kevin Russell's roosting, a six point lead at Christmas, five oh, goalkeepers. Four Smith Hackers, three Miss Pens, two Ball Shaky, and a COVID party rap Well done. It was absolute carnage, but I love it. We're still going, mate. What? We've got going? four verses, Jackie. Oh, Christ. Don't silence him. <laughs> I hope we were done. Eight Price throttled. Seven Kevin Russell's roosted six point lead at Christmas. Five goalkeepers. Four Dean Smith Hackers, three Miss Pens, two Bob Shaky, and a COVID party rounded AOs. On the ninth day at Sea Grave, Birch gave to me nine <laughs> empty chapsticks. <laughs> Eight Stephen Freud's being throttled. Seven Kevin Russell's roosting. A six point lead at Christmas. Four Dean Smith Packers. Three Miss Pens. Two Bull Shaky. And a and COVID party round in AO. How many more? Three more verses. <laughs> On the 10th day at Grave the. He's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joining this. The being throttled. Seven Kevin Russell's roosting. Six point lead at Christmas. Five, Five goalkeepers. 
Forty Smith Hackers, three Miss Pans, two more Jakey, and a COVID party round at AO's. On the eleventh day at Seagrave, the birch gave to me eleven Jamie parties in heaven, ten ECLs are ruptured, nine empty chapsticks. <laughs> Eight Stephen Freund's being throttled, seven Kevin Russell's roosting, six poor leader Christmas, five goalkeepers, four D Smith hackers, three Miss Pens, two balls shaky, and a COVID party rounded AOs. On the twelfth day at sea, grave the birds led to me. Twelve almond rights. <laughs> Eleven, it's for Jamie Vardy. Ten ACLs are ruptured. Nine empty chapsticks. Eight Stephen Freund's being throttled. Seven <laughs> Kevin Russell's roosting. A six-point lead at Christmas. Five goalkeepers. Four Dean Smith haircuts, three Miss Pens, two balls, shaky and a COVID party at AO's. Wow. Talking out. Someone's turned the light off where I'm sat. I was going to say, Jake, you deliberately in the dark. That was horrendous. (laughs) What's even better is you froze for part of it, so he didn't get anything. Thing, and then you just re-emerged. <laughs> Sorry, apologies about that. Anyone that's stayed with us for that apologies shit. For last night, so. That was superb. Well done, Rick. Outstanding. Right, and well done to everyone who contributed on Twitter because I was struggling with some of it. <laughs> I like the chapsticks. Uh... That was, oh, my face is hurting because I'm smiling so much. They were very good because like, we, we hadn't heard that at all. We didn't know which what were included. So each one was as much a surprise as but it we, was for the We rest. did have the lyrics in front of us. Yeah, I know. And but... uh, I'll, I'll be honest. At one point, you 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 went off um, off script, which amused me no end. <laughs> I got the Jamie Vardy one wrong, didn't I? You got the Jamie Vardy one completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, maybe next year, Rick, you know, we can try and get you to Christmas number one. There's maybe, a, mate. Do you know what I mean? The power of the podcast, we can release a charity single. No? <laughs> well, I do, yeah, we could. I just worry it won't raise much dough for it. But, uh, yeah, any any help? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right, what's next? Um, Ipswich? Yes. Yeah, have you seen that that famous clip by the way of Marcelo Bielsa when he's sat next to his interpreter and he doesn't know he'd never heard of Ipswich before? He's like, yeah, it's which which is classic. Um, so Ipswich Boxing Day, it is massive. It really is. Very much excited for it. An opportunity, of course, to to open up a bit of a lead for me. I'll be honest may sound negative. I'll take a point. I will. Um, but I'm also buoyed by the fact that, you know, they've gone into a, a crunch three set of fixtures of, of Norwich, Leeds and, and now us, and, and they haven't won either of them so far and um, were particularly poor against against Leeds. But of course, you know, being at home for a fixture of this nature will will give them a, a massive lift. But 
But Jack, how are you feeling about, about this? I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, as I said, I'm not quite sure to the point that I'll take a point. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm obviously of the belief that we can win, but I would take a point. I, I think I'm with you. I'd take a point, particularly away from home. I think they'll... It's hard to know whether playing them after a 4-0 defeat is a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, we played Southampton earlier in the year after they got, I think, absolutely gubbed by Sunderland and that went quite well for us. But um, but yeah, it's it's a tough game, isn't it? Um, I mean, they're flying. Yeah. They're still still only six points behind us, despite everything. So, um, so yeah, we've got ourselves in a very good position. Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting. I think... What, be quite interesting to see what sort of result Leeds fans want. I presume they would want, or Leeds and Southampton would want us to win, because then they've got a side to catch, maybe or a draw, probably. Yeah, I just yeah, probably an, an Ipswich win is the, the the one they don't want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to yeah to to work out sometimes, even with the the Ipswich Leeds. Not, game not that that has any bearing on the result, to be honest. But um, no. but yeah, it'll be a tough game and. You know, we've played a lot of games, but um, in the bigger games, by and large, apart from Leeds, we've tended to do quite well. So, um, so yeah, we'll, I guess we'll see. Um, you know, Leeds, Leeds did really. I, I watched the first sort of half an hour yesterday and Leeds were all over them. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how, how he plays because I don't, I don't think we'll, we play with quite that same same intensity necessarily. Mm-hmm. But, um, but no, it's a, it's a massive game. And I think I'm with you. I would I would take a point and keep that sort of yeah. six-point cushion. We've got to play them at home again in about three weeks as well. So Yeah, and I think actually if you look at the fixtures as well, you know, we, we made maybe a point of the fact that we were, were heading into a nicer run of fixtures. And I think that, that post-dips, which I know we've got the Huddersfield game, which looks like it really should be three. But apart from that, it looks like a little bit more of a, a challenging set of fixtures. But, but Rick, one thing that kind of really strikes me in particular about the, the Ipswich games and, and the results is they tend to be high scoring. And, you know, so so for anyone thinking it's going to be, well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, you know. Um, it, it could well be, of course. But, you know, I, I feel that it's probably going to be an open game with plenty of goals, which is obviously brilliant for the neutral, but not ideal for, for heart rates. Yeah, I think it's going to be a stressful game, isn't it? I mean, at 7.45 kickoff as well is mm. not going to do do much for us is it after two days of eating and drinking um but it, it, yeah i think it'll be an open game we probably don't want it to be an open game no even though i think we've benefited from open games this season i don't recall an open game this season where we've actually suffered we're, we're not result wise maybe we have um in affording the opposition chances but the the southampton game was open and we battered them um, the Sunderland game was very open and we, well, I, I think we had the better chances, but only won 1-0, but they kept coming at us. Um, and yeah, we, we probably want to control the game, but if they they do keep coming at us, I think we will counter and that's where we're very underrated. So um, yeah, to, to somehow be six points ahead of them very quickly, uh, having them drawn level with us, it could have, you know, gone first the other day again um, just shows how quickly it all changes. And I just hope that the we yeah, point minimum for us. We are then going into a slightly tougher run of games. And I, I do still have a little bit of 
concern about AFCON and and Suter as well going to the Asia Cups. Suddenly we lose four or five players. Um, a couple of results and pressure might ramp up. So we, we can't let it slip. We've got to be on it every game. So looking forward to the game. Uh, as you say, how, how they react after getting hammered by Leeds will be curious. I feel like they've been on the cusp for quite a while now of, of like they're, you know, they're really going to struggle. Mm. They then go and back it up with a few wins where they've gone one behind and then come back and win. But it feels like for a while now, we, we were also struggling for a bit. We, we've rode that out now. They, they do. I don't recall the last time they, um, you know, they've, they've been scoring and, and not conceding. So we've got to continue that run and, and put a few away against them. Yeah. No, I think I agree with with everything both both have said. Um, so yeah, really, really looking forward to it. Anything else we really want to to, to add on to to Ipswich, or um, we kind of move on to some, some any other business, Jack? Do we do we dare go on about atmosphere and people leaving early, or do we do we if leave want, that for another day? Well, we've done it for the last couple of weeks. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I think maybe we've done it enough recently. I mean, if people have got anything new to add, as I said, I, again, very um, noticeable on on social media, people mentioning it again. Yes, I mean, uh, as I said before the podcast, personal opinion, honestly, I don't understand why people are getting so worked up about it. I personally couldn't care less. If you want to go, fine. Um, I think the only thing issue I'd have if, if if you are someone who leaves early but then criticises the atmosphere, I think that's the only thing that perhaps wouldn't make sense, but I don't think somebody would do that. Um, so I, I find, honestly, that it's, it's, almost, it's almost born out of the fact that there's little else to to kind of get worked up about. I mean, if it's if it's the Saturday before Christmas and we're winning 3-0 and you, you've you got plans on the Saturday evening, if you want to go 10, 15 minutes early, go for it. I can Honestly, I couldn't care less. I mean, I also appreciate other people get annoyed by it. So, um, yeah, it's not me sitting on the fence. It's just me personally. I just don't care. Uh, but, yeah, I know, Jack, people are talking about it again. Yeah, there's been a lot of chat about it. And I, I think I've said my, my piece... Um, I think the only thing I'd reiterate is I think the team are doing incredible things and I think people stay behind them and, and criticise them. And the bit, the bit for me, the biggest bit is, you know, don't be necessarily surprised when the players don't give a huge fuck about the club because they'll be sat there going, we're doing really well and I'm in an empty do stadium you, at the end of the think- game. Do you think at the end of the game, because it, it, look, it's not uncommon for people to leave early. This isn't the first time, isn't it? A football's and I, first. I, and I think people have always left early, Jay. It's yeah. just the amount that people are mm. leaving you, by at the end. Do you, do you think, I know that the manager's made a c- couple of points towards maybe the, the, the support in general in mm. the home games, but you, do you actually think the players are bothered by that in terms of, you know, it's not like it's empty. It's just, you know, a section of supporters have left you know it's it's there'll be all it's, very it was about 75 percent empty at the end of it wasn't it um I, I i think they do but i mean i don't think any of us can sort of categorically answer that question can you mm. but I, I gen generally i think when players talk about you know why they want to play i mean it's not long since we played in empty stadiums and everyone said how crap that was mm. um you know i i just think it's it's disappointing because uh, I, I think the players are doing really good things at the moment. I've not really com- made a big fuss about it before this 
season that might be because of moves but at the same time I just think we're doing such amazing things and I think we, you know we should be appreciative of it um and I think that's my my point more than anything um because I, I think the place they won't go what's the point but there is an attitude of oh that's their that's their job to win games of football it's like yeah but it's also the opposition's job to mm. win games of football as well so it, it it's quite it's quite high stakes and you know we're they often get loads of stick for for whatever that you know whatever they do and when they're not very good you know people leave them in no uncertain terms to tell them that they're not very good but you know they've they are very good at the moment so i think we should make that clear to them as well so um uh, yeah i i i would say i i agree with you but i don't <laughs> um, <laughs> fine. i i think um <laughs> I, I think it is really important I, I think you know demonstrating our appreciation of everything they're doing is really important um and I, I think it's as as fans that's the that's the least we can do and you know there's often fans are ignored in football and you feel like you're not being heard um and it's probably a, a symptomatic of that really but at the same time not really helping yourselves are we but there we go rick anything um <laughs> yeah I get I don't know I mean I went out for a curry Friday night and me mate about three quarters way through the curry just got up and fucked off so I'm going and we were like hey, what are you doing and it, it's like some things are unacceptable to leave early aren't they and doing that during a curry is one of them at the foot Ball, it's seen less so you know with a few minutes to go if you need to get off you need to get off I've left games early before I've left games at half time before because pissed out my face had enough but I'm probably not one to talk about but if you collectively are open to doing that and more and more people do it the atmosphere is going to suffer as a result isn't it if, that, if you're open to doing that are you really my, my mindset is when you are there try and create a good atmosphere. If then you leave with a couple of minutes to go, not the end of the world. But I can see how, you know, the complacency and, like, maybe entitlement creeps in by uh, having that attitude that you are willing to leave early and um, and maybe, you know, it's not down to you to, to have to create the atmosphere. But, yeah, I mean, overall, the atmosphere is the pits, isn't it? And something's got to change. So that's, that's the thing that really gets me, Rick, right? People are like, oh, well, we should be beating Rotherham 3 0. It's like, well, yeah, we should, but football doesn't always work out like that. No. And we shouldn't have got relegated last year. It, I think it's the entitlement for me that really annoys it me. Is. I'll, I'll probably get pelters for this. I don't really but care. Michael I, Reagan said it a couple of weeks ago, and I've not heard somebody put it better. It's atmospheres tend to be at their best when you're overachieving. Well, yeah. what more can we do? We've been spoiled and overachieving for us now is uh, the bar has been set. You know, 10 years ago, what we're doing now. Again, right? we, we, just won't, we won't get close to that again. And I think. No, of course we won't. And next season, we'll go up. Like, if we go up, people will go, oh, we should be top 10. So like, it is so difficult now. Yeah. Like, Aston Villa is like the second richest club in the country and they spend half a million and they're being, sorry, half a billion and they're being compared to us. And they're about it's to win so it. so hard to do what we've done. <laughs> and I, I don't think it's really 
I think people will just expect that to happen again. I, I don't think I'll see, see us win another top tier trophy in my lifetime. But I think people expect that and they'll be very disappointed as a result. I think winning the championship in the way that we're doing will probably be about as good as it gets. And that might sound a bit defeatist, but I think it's the it's just the, oh, it's boring because the teams are crap around us. It's like, well, it's so hard to get over the, out of this division, like as lots of lots of teams know. So, yeah, I, I think the entitlement really, really gets me, to be honest. <clears throat> OK, um, right. I wasn't going to say and- anything on that, Jake. Well done. Well, no, so what went to, I will just quickly mention it into a proper conversation, but no, all good. Um, any other business, Rick? I know you need to, to shoot off. Uh, yeah, for me, I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. We've had a message again today on our Big Strong Leicester Boys Twitter page from uh, from somebody that they've been struggling, and our podcast each week has really helped them. And I think this time of year, especially, Anyone that is struggling out there, um, you know, we talk utter drivel, but if that does genuinely help you, and it, it, I'm more than happy 24-7, I'll come around your house, I'll hold your hand, I'll give you a cuddle, whatever, especially over Christmas. Anyone reach out to me, I'm there for you. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone does have a really good Christmas um, and don't eat too many pigs in blankets because you won't beat my record, uh, which is in the 30s. Um, so yeah, but Merry Christmas <laughs> one and all. Lovely stuff. Um, a quick one from, from me, um, on just the fact that after the game yesterday, I went to, um, the O2 to, to watch Tom Mayen, um, which is a, a brilliant gig. Um, our mate Jersey Bud was there supporting as well. So I got in nice and early to, to watch Jersey. So yeah, I just wanted to mention, there was obviously, as you can imagine, full of Leicester fans. Uh, Tom even brought his Leicester flag out and we were singing, um, in between between the songs or, or various less chants. And as well, Rika mentioned this earlier, I was I was at, having a having a piss and some bloke just shouted big strong Leicester boys whilst I had my, my old boy out. I don't know who it was because obviously I was trying to concentrate looking at the wall. Um if that was you, thanks for disrupting my, my flow. Um and we shout the best of times. But no, it was a great night and yeah, just a, a proper Leicester day that a Leicester win and then obviously to, to see Jersey and, and Tom. Uh, Jack, anything for you? Yeah, just one quick one from me. Uh, the Fosway have done uh, a plug for uh, the bridge. Um, who uh, that? Well, they're doing an appeal about the twelve days of Christmas. Uh, they're a homeless charity. They do a lot of great work in in the city for that. I think they were trying to raise four grand. They're up to about three thousand seven hundred. So if you can spare a few quid at this time of year. It'll help out a lot of people that won't, um, that wouldn't otherwise get to have a bed for the night and um, and such things. So, um, so is yeah, really link? good cause. Is there a link we can share? There is a link, and it is already on our socials because I've there already done it today. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, the bridge homelessness to hope. Um, and uh, yeah, if you can spare any any money towards them, Leicester did a did a really nice thing where um, they sent a few players up to up there to go and um, go and visit, and we've you know. Criticise the club as we do. I think they should be praised for that because it's a it's a great cause and obviously um, a very difficult time of year for for a lot of people. So uh, so yeah, if you can spare a few quid for that, that will go to an excellent cause. Okay, perfect. Um, well, yeah, sure. please do please do support and um, yeah, echo the thoughts of, of of both the lads. A very merry Christmas. Have a wonderful day. And if you're heading to Ipswich, we'll be there listening, watching, hoping and praying for a 
for a big win. But look, um, thank you for, for listening to the podcast. Uh, I think we'll do one before the end of the year. We need to do an end of year one. I was going to say, so it's not yeah, quite no, a happy new year. It's a, it's a happy Christmas. Enjoy that. Enjoy Ipswich. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with you very, very soon. Network.